man, it's all basketball from here. Uh, the women's team is on fire, 2-0 in SEC play. The men's team, despite a loss, they are improving. And we got a little bit of football uh, in today's episode. Uh, glad we're back for the week. Happy Monday. Let's get after it. This Locked on Vandy podcast. Here we go. You are Locked on Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, welcome into the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Well, as I said in the open, it's uh, it's going to be a heavy, heavy, heavy basketball show, and there's quite a bit of buzz, and this absolutely needs to be the lead, and, and it's not usually, but it absolutely needs to be today because the Vanderbilt women's team is currently sitting at 15-1. and They have a 2-0 and SEC record. Opening conference play on the road at Mississippi State, getting a big win, and getting a big win actually on Sunday against the Gators. So they have a 2-0 record. They will finally crack the polls. Not sure exactly where, um, but I'll but I will definitely update you when that when that gets here. But there's actually a buzz around West End for this team, and it's exciting. So they everybody was out, man. And this this game was Absolutely awesome. Shea Ralph has done a tremendous job with this team. They win, they win against Florida 63 to 57. Um, it was one of those things where Vandy kind of took control late, but it was a well fought. I, I guess the 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 uh, adjective is gritty, right? It's it's gritty, aggressive. They were just, you know, both teams were playing really good defense. So they, neither team could find a rhythm early on, um, and it, it just Vanderbilt continues to battle through all. What makes this team good is they continue to battle through all sorts of all sorts of different types of games, like wide open games, tough, gritty games where you don't score until almost the end of the second half, right? Or almost the end of the first quarter, I should say. I think the women play quarters. All right, um, they, uh, you know, Jordan Cambridge did a really, really good job. She ended the trial. Actually, she got through. Um, so, it, it, I mean, both teams were just kind of slogging along. Uh, they were tied. At, they were tied at the half against Florida, um, and then, uh, you know, again, they just kind of. It was just kind of one of those games where you're like, okay, this might be the end of the run. This, you know, this could be okay. Florida's pretty good. They're pretty aggressive. They're they're holding us out, but Vanderbilt just kept the women just kept holding Florida out, and and then finally, um, you know, they 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 pushed they pushed away. They, uh, you know, they again free throw line stuff. Uh, I mean, it it just. Uh, it was great. So, uh, Ayanna Moore, um, she, she sealed it 
after hitting both her free throws, uh, combining for 44 of the 63 points. Jordan Cambridge and Ianna Moore um, were the were the two biggest pieces in this puzzle with with bat with the, with the women's game, and uh, it those 44 points couldn't have come any any better. And they they came in clutch situations too. So the one of the, the thing that stood out to me on a positive note was that this team just kept fighting, kept battling, kept making sure that they stayed together. They kept getting to the basket. They kept putting up shots and they kept playing defense. And that was the most important part because when you're not hitting, when you're not hitting shots, you've, you've got to find some way to play stellar defense, create, create takeaways and protect the rim. And of course, rebound and, 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 and Vanderbilt was doing that. Um, and Florida was doing a good job of that for a while. And then finally Vanderbilt broke through. So um, turnovers, um, it's uh, it's it's going to be it's going to bite them at some point. You know, when they play South Carolina at some point, when they play LSU, you can't have nine turnovers within the first ten minutes of the game, right? You you can't continue that into the second, third, fourth quarters. Uh, you have fourteen turnovers in the first half. You can't do that. That leads to that leads to easy baskets, transition baskets. All right, they finished total of twenty five, um, and even in such an ugly ugly fashion. They found a way to win, but that's something that this team needs to clean up. Twenty-five turnovers cannot happen against other 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 teams. So that's one thing that's got to be cleaned up. All right, uh, Jordan Cambridge and I on a more uh, again are the two main catalysts in the win. They're typically the, the they're the two main they're the two main players uh, on this team. If if I had to, you know, eat, night in night out, these two continue to get it done. They both had you know they had. Uh, they had half the points, um, or Jordan Cambridge had half the points, I should say. Um, Ayanna Moore chipped in in the second half uh, with 17. Uh, she also had some steals and, and some rebounds as well. Um, Cambridge was the leading scorer, 24 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and three se- steals, almost a double-double. Um, so I, I think it was uh, – those two are leading the way, and, and that's good to see. But – the most important part, and I think it's the it's the reason why this is leading. Um, and I said it I said it to start the show. There is a buzz around this team. You see it on social media now. You see it. Every, you see it on the message boards. You see it around. Like people are talking about this team, and they're talking. And it's a shame that they're not ranked. They will be. Now they 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 got to be 15 and 1 2 and 0 in conference like you have to you have to crack the rankings right so there's a buzz around this team and Shay Ralph uh, in her press conference said that this crowd played a factor she described it as the sixth man today and even mentioned she had a difficult time communicating to her own players so the crowd was a factor you don't normally say that you don't say that much in women's basketball which is you know that's refreshing because people are going out and supporting this, and they're going out and supporting this team, and, and they're they're highly successful. So um, they uh, this will hopefully spark more crowds, and and you know eventually the you know unfortunately this this streak is going to come to an end. This 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 hot streak is going to come to an end at some point, hopefully next year. But uh, it's going to come to an end at some point. They're gonna they're gonna run into something. That's that's just how basketball is. There's a lot of games between now and the end of the season. So um, there's still a lot of basketball left to play. They're having a tremendous season. 
there's a lot of buzz, so you need to take advantage of it while you can. Keep collecting the wins um, so that when you play against the South Carolinas and the LSUs of, of the conference, you're not – you know, you're not so down in the dumps after, you know, losing two or three in a row, which has been known to happen. So um, this was a tremendous, tremendous game. I mean, I, I think, you know, the takeaway from that is um, just finding ways to win. And that that's probably more valuable come tournament time than anything else is finding a way to win when things are crappy, right? 25 turnovers. That's Awful. Not hitting a basket until 428 left in the first quarter. That's awful, right? Uh, you know, not going on these big, long droughts. Like, that's not going to work. But you find a way to win, and that will work. Because come tournament time, you're going to have to figure out – you're going to have to figure out how to get control of some of these games because these games get – they get – pretty tricky they get pretty topsy-turvy they get you know they it's just weird sometimes especially in the tournament and you have to find a way to win if you can win ugly when you are hitting shots you do have that chemistry and that's what's going to carry you that's what's going to carry you through conference tournaments and then into the ncaa tournament if you're fortunate enough to qualify and, and make it and get selected for the uh for the for the ncaa tournament so uh, i have no doubts that this team can and probably will get selected for the NCAA tournament. I don't know what seed. Uh, we've got to see what the conference slate looks like. Um, you know, they've still got games against Georgia, South Carolina, LSU. Uh, th- those are some of the notable teams. Kentucky's always they're good at they're just good at basketball in general. Um, so I, you know, again, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to see kind of where where this team goes uh, because I think there's a, I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot to be proud of here. And there is, uh, you know, things should be, um, you know, it should be pretty fired up. So um, you, you love to see it and it's, uh, it's incredible. So, um, you know, congrats to the women. 15 and one, man, that should, you know, that's awesome. Especially when you're not used to doing that well, especially when things are down just in general at Vanderbilt. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's nice to see, right? It's nice to see. So the next game will be on January 11th. They'll travel to Kentucky to take on, to take on the Wildcats. So they'll travel up to Lexington to take on the Wildcats. Wildcats are eight and eight. That tip is at six p.m. Central Daylight Time. Uh, they will hopefully uh, they will hopefully be uh, continue their hot streak, which I, I think they can. Kentucky's good. They're always good at basketball, so you can never count Kentucky out. So um, impressive, impressive couple of wins. Uh, didn't get a chance to shout out for uh, Thursday's win. Uh, it was you know by the time I had recorded and the game wasn't over yet and I hadn't gotten the results and the show's already kind of out there. So um, congrats on that. Uh, and then today is is the cherry on top, 2-0 and in SEC play. That is certainly, certainly impressive. So uh, finding way, the, the theme is finding ways to win, capitalize on this buzz that you have, and hopefully that everything, uh, the rankings will take care of themselves, the tournament placements will take care of themselves, and everything will be fine. When we come back, uh, the men's team kicked off 
uh, conference play against Alabama. We'll see how that went, which you probably already know. But uh, we will uh, we'll check in on them and, and just kind of evaluate and pick apart what happened and try to make sense of it and see how uh, see how they can improve. Don't go away. All right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is is wrapping up, and by wrapping up, it is wrapped up, Uh, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find these popular parlays. Uh, There's a lot more things um, as well. You can just take your standard spread. Like, like that's that's almost not the norm now, but – but there's that as well. So visit vanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. So FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, we are back. It's uh, the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen. Also, Thank you to the everydayers uh, for making all of this possible. Hopefully, you guys will latch on to this episode because, again, in the first segment, we talked about all the buzz that was being created by the women's team. Now the men's team needs a little bit of that buzz as well because they're improving a little bit. All right. Well, we'll get into that in just a second. Um, but make sure you make your second listen uh, locked on SEC because uh, they, Chris Gordy does a great job over there. So make sure you make them your second listen, followed by locked on Ole Miss, locked on Auburn, locked on whoever, right? Locked on Alabama. They, you go listen to their side of the story, right? Locked on Gators, uh, locked on LSU, like all the conference, all the conference teams. You can you can get locked on. So anyway, this men's game. All right, the men's team showed improvement. So, so the story here is that you found a star in Jason Rivera Torres, right? You found a star in him. Ezra Manion went down with an ankle injury. That that hurts. That sucks. Um, and this team was was actually playing pretty well. But I think the thing that got them, they lost 78-75. Um, but the thing that got them on Saturday was the fact that they they missed a bunch of wide open shots from three point line. They were twenty four percent from from behind the arc. That was the difference in the game because the defense. Vandy played defense well enough to win. Vandy protected the rim, got rebounds, created turnovers well enough to win. They got they got to the rim well enough to win. But when there's open shots there, you have to capitalize. If they even probably shoot 30, 35% from three-point land, they win, right? But that just wasn't the case. And I, I think that this team, again, they played well. They played, they moved the ball. They set up these wide open shots. They just couldn't, they just couldn't knock them down. So I'm guessing shooting a thousand threes at practice on on Monday is something that this team needs to do uh, because uh, they just got to get better shooting. 
And that, that was the story. That, and that seems so elementary. You're probably thinking, well, no, no joke, Corey. Of course they couldn't shoot because they, they didn't win. Uh, they were missing wide open shots. But it, it's just that little bit of execution. It's that finishing part where you, you find good shots now. So you cleared that hurdle on Saturday. They just got to finish. They just got to finish them, which when you're sitting at five and nine and you're struggling, that's going to be something that takes time. You just got to, you got to get back on the horse and you just got to go. Right. And you got to say, okay, what went right? Well, we played better defense. Okay. All right. What went right? And we rebounded better. Okay. That's good. What, what else went right? Well, we moved the ball and played more as a team and communicated a little bit. Okay. We got to the rim. Ezra Manion was a man possessed until he sprained his ankle. All right, we did better at the free throw line. We got second chance points. We got long rebounds. We played well. We cre- we we took the ball away. We forced Alabama into some into some mistakes. We did all of this really well. Our freshman who has been up and down like most freshmen are, he put in twenty points. Right, uh, Tyron Lawrence also had 20 points, right? But at the end of the day, they couldn't hit wide open shots. And they just, down the stretch, Mark Sears just went off. Let's be honest about that. Like, and, and that's not, I mean, I guess you could play better defense on, but Mark Sears is a really good player. He had 21 points of his own. He had, I think, they held him to like 12 points in the first half, something like that. And then uh, he went, he went nuts in the second half. But I think the real difference in this game, if you watched, was like the end of the first half where they were they kept – every time Vanderbilt would, would pull closer, they would give up an open look from behind three. And Alabama was just nailing threes. Alabama was 40% from three, which is really good. They were nailing threes. And they their, their, their threes were at like clutch times where like Vandy was in the middle of a cold streak and – Alabama just knocks down like two or three threes. And that's like a six to six or nine point swing. And you, you, they, they go on these runs. And Vanderbilt was, was playing catch up the entire time. Like Vanderbilt n- never could get within reach. And it felt like even, even at four, three, four points, you're like, well, they're not playing good enough defense right now. And Alabama's just red hot, or Mark Sears is just red hot. And they can't really stop him. There was a, there was a play where he he put some move on somebody and and <laughs> went down the lane, just got an easy layup. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's that's it. So, um, yeah, it's just the the you know the again. But Vanderbilt did a really good job. So the, the one thing I was really one thing I was really proud of is that this Vanderbilt team just they just despite the big lead, they were down by like 15 at one point. But despite these big leads, they put together two nine zero runs. They they looked better, and I know I'm probably one of the one of the few that are like I hate moral victories. It, you didn't win, so like what can you really crow on about? But I'm also somebody who looks at things glass half full, and you have to as a coach. You have to like you have to say okay, this is what we did well. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna fix these things we did wrong because they're fixable. Like the things that went wrong in this game are fixable. Shooting, 
You can practice that. You can get better at that. Shooting. Um, sec- rebounding. Stealing. You know, playing defense on a guy that's good. Moving. Screening. All that stuff. I could go on for days. But you could practice all this stuff, right? It was no, like, guys are checked out. There's no movement. People are sitting around staring at each other. Like, there was none of that. People were moving. People were – I mean, it just seemed like this This was a totally different team. And I think going back to the second half of that Dartmouth game, I think they kind of found themselves, right? I think, they're kind of, I think they kind of found themselves a little bit. I think Jason Rivera-Torres, I think, kind of found – his groove. Tyron Lawrence found his groove. Ezra Manion is the top guy. He's always in a groove, right? Um, but when he goes down, Lawrence and JRT stepped up in a huge, huge way. And so that was uh, that was good to see. And, uh, you know, a couple things, a couple more things before we get out of this break. Um they have been uh, they've actually really improved their their turnover their turnover margin um, they have turned it over 10, 10 times in four they've turned over less than 10 times in four of their last five games um, they're averaging 7.5 games outside of the Memphis game they had 17 that night uh, Vanderbilt followed by they won they won the turnover margin 16 to nine so that's good they generated 15 points off those turnovers so that's that's even but so they're capitalizing off turnovers so that's one thing you could take away and say okay well there is some hope here and I, I don't know with the way this lineup is and the way the injuries are I don't know if like the depth is going to come into play at some point it usually kind of does um, because you're wearing out your stars and you don't have you don't have your sixth and seventh man to come in and play some good minutes yet. You haven't found that yet. So, uh, but they are playing better basketball and it is significantly, significantly better. I, I don't know what that means, um, but that can certainly spark something. And they're, just, it, 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 once they get over the hump with that win, once they get over the hump, they, they will be fine. They will start once they can. They just need to. They just need to win. They just need to win. That's all. They just need to win. So um, their next opportunity is traveling to Baton Rouge to face LSU. Jordan Wright is a former teammate. Maybe a little bit of chip on your shoulder there, um, but again, that's it. that's their next opportunity um, this week. So um, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens in that one. So when we come back, we're going to talk, we're going to wrap up the show, uh, talk a little bit about 2025 commits and targets and things like that. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. All right. Talking about Jace medical. So Jace medical is, well, they're presenting they're the presenting sponsor for this show. They're the title sponsor. So make sure that I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? So according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is pretty scary. So I can't imagine how more helpless feeling, more, help, more helpless feeling than if your significant other or one of 
your kids got sick while the supply chain issues kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. Well, thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Jace, the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics used to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, amongst others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit JaceMedical.com. Complete your phys- physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to JaceMedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. Jace Medical. Let's get it. All right, we are back. Uh, this is the final segment of the show. We're going to wrap this thing up with a little bit of football news, right? Because you can't get enough football. Football is year-round. So uh, follow the show on social media right here down below on the scroll. Also, thank you to the everydayers. You make this possible without you. I wouldn't have a regular audience, obviously. So be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Make sure that people know what's happening right here in Nashville. I'm a Nashville local and uh, resident race fan. And so, um, like I said, without you everydayers, this wouldn't be possible. So, uh, talking about a couple of 2025 commits, right? It's, uh, it's never too early to talk recruiting, especially 2025, because uh, the uh, 2024 window is about to close here on February 6th. And you're going to see all of who's Vanderbilt's going to get. So uh, you have two commits, which uh, one of them is an in-state guy, and one of them is from Oklahoma. Seems like Vanderbilt's making quite a presence in Oklahoma, by the way. That seems um, that's worth noting because um, that's not that's not the first state I would think of. Obviously, outside of the home state of, of Tennessee, but that's not the first state uh, that I would think of as far as uh, Vanderbilt becoming a big presence, but Oklahoma is starting to turn into that. Uh, They get a running back commitment out of Caden Knighton, out of Wynwood High School in Oklahoma, and they get a defensive back commitment, Carson Lawrence. I guess Carson Lawrence said, okay, Clark Lee's calling the plays. This is going to be good for me. He must have watched Friday's show and said, hey, I'm going to commit. But he is from from Macaulay. Uh, One of my favorite sites, and I'm a Rivals guy uh, because I used to work at Rivals, and so uh, if, if you want to read along, if you want to, like, as you're listening to my show, uh, scroll through and, you know, start reading some stuff, uh, VandySports.com is a great, great place. Uh, so this is a free shout-out, Sean, um, from Rivals Guy to Rivals Guy. Um, and uh, so you should check him out. But uh, Carson Lawrence, what really stands out to me, A, he's a state champion. Uh, Macaulay, he's from Macaulay School. It's a boarding school. He's a safety, and what I what I really like about him is, you know, he's rangy, he's physical, um, and and he's very very intelligent. So when you when you watch him play, you you get a sense that, you know, it, it's it's very very beneficial to um, to the scheme, and he's somebody that loves to play downhill. And he's really good in the passing game too. He he's good at changing direction. He's good at just playing the ball in the air. And 
there's the, his first play of his highlights. If you want to go search Carson Lawrence huddle, and you'll see him track down an interception. It's he turn he does like two or three baseball turns, and he just goes and gets the ball. He also played wide receiver, and he could jump over and play some wide receiver for uh, for the Commodore. So um, he's somebody that you know. Once we get kind of closer to that time, we'll break him down, and over the course uh, after February, we'll start. I'll start breaking down some of these uh, recruits individually, but. Um, Carson Lawrence is going to bring a lot to the table uh, on this defense. So I'm, I'm really excited uh, to see what he brings to the table. Uh, Caden Knighton, I think, is another uh, another guy uh, running back, which Vanderbilt, I don't say desperately needs a running back, but like this guy is uh, this guy is incredible, and this guy is explosive. He he's you know he, he can he can go and. I'm really impressed with what he's got. He plays – he's probably – he's one of those athletes that I think the situation at his high school, he plays a lot of quarterback. And I just watched him hurdle like three guys and like break 14 tackles and go sideways and score a touchdown. Um, this guy's special, man. Um, there's another guy that played quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of guys that did that. But there's one guy that comes to mind that played quarterback for his team, but he ended up being a running back named Cam Akers. And, you know, didn't quite pan out in the NFL, but had a tremendous career at Florida State. So uh, two really, really good players early on. And, and the, the hope is that there's some of these other targets that we'll talk about as time goes, because I'm sure they're going to start visiting and they're going to start doing some junior days and all that stuff during spring practice. But um, you, you hope that these two commits can turn into recruiters themselves. Usually the early commits take that burden on their shoulder and, and, and do that. So uh, two, two really good commits, two, commits that I'm excited about uh, for this Vanderbilt team, two weapons that they need, one on defense. You can never have too many safeties. Um, those guys are uh, those guys are extremely valuable. Well, everybody's valuable, let's be honest. But safeties uh, and Clark Lee's defense are pretty, pretty valuable. So um, with that being said, we're going to wrap the show right there. That's all we got for today. It was basketball heavy. Shout out to the women's team, 15-1, and 2-0 uh, in conference. Let's get that ranking um, and uh, that will be uh, something to be excited about, something to uh, something to be be pumped. So, uh, with that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave you there. We're gonna see you back here tomorrow. Happy Monday! Hope you get your hope you got your week started off uh, just right. And we'll see you back here tomorrow on the Lockdown Vandy Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So long from Nashville, Tennessee. Anchor down.